Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. So, Ryan, first of all, how are you? I'm I'm wonderful, my friend. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. We've we people don't know we've had just 30 minutes of Bible study already. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Always, what, man. Without even wanting to, we just jumped in and the Holy Spirit is speaking, man. And we've yep. had some powerful time this uh weekend. Uh yep. we had both our our home church and we had both our home church for for, for men and yep. families. And yep. both of them was with power, both both of those uh, situations and both of those time were a holy reverent time. I know that you enjoyed and I enjoyed myself when we were together with some men. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to just encourage everyone that's listening. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast. Yes, first more. First of all, I can't talk this morning. First of <laughs> all, you know what I mean. That's thank you for listening. Second, man, we are always going to encourage you at this podcast. And I know it seems simple, but listen to the listen to the Holy Spirit saying mm-hmm. that, not Danny Ortiz and not Ryan. Like yeah. to really, really live in the moment of the Spirit. Live mm-hmm. in the moment of the Spirit. Listen, be aware, have an open heart to whatever the Holy Spirit is wanting to say at that moment, yeah. um, and so that you can live the reflection of Jesus on the earth. And I think one of the things as we get into these uh, home groups. Ryan and our men's group that there's such a awareness of the Holy Spirit and where he wants mm-hmm. to draw the conversation and how he yeah. wants to journey us. Even if we may have a plan in our minds, he yeah. always comes to disrupt what we have. Usually yeah. it happens that way. Um, and so that's, that's just in my heart right now, Ryan, that, you know, that we just become aware of your presence, okay. right. Of his presence Amen. of how, what he's asking of our hearts, what he's asking to surrender, even in our suffering, we had a great conversation yeah. about suffering, but even in our suffering that we are yeah. aware of what he's doing within our own hearts, right? Yeah. Because our hearts are wicked, the word says, but we we aware what he's doing. He's drawing the best out of us. Yep. Yeah. I, as we talked about this morning, I think it's, it's never, it's not bad to have a, a plan in life um, or, or whatever you're doing, let's say for, for a study or, or a group meeting or a meeting at work or, or however you're looking at it. But we have to make sure that even if we have a plan, if the Holy Spirit wants to go a different direction, we are willing to yield to him. And you brought up James four, because I think that, that, it, it's the it's the perfect example read it, of like read it, hey, read, I, it, read it yeah i and i guess i guess i'll give some context it's like if i want i have a plan for my life and i want to go and do something with it but are we willing to allow the holy spirit to step in and say i know you want to do this but here's what i want to do and are you comfortable enough with saying okay you know better than me and I'm going to I'm going to go do what you want me to do. So here, here's where I'm at. I'm in James four, um, verse 13. So James four, verse 13. That's for Mama Ortiz right there. So. Make sure. <laughs> All right. So um, here's verse 13. It says, come now, 
you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So, so, so the context of even that last verse that you, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, is in the context of, are you listening to the Holy Spirit about your journey? Right? Yep. That, that's the yep. context. The context he calls arrogance when you think that you can control tomorrow. Yep. I, listen, you said something earlier and I wrote it down. We are not in control of our journey. We are not in control. I know we want to be in control. I know, especially in this country, right? Everything's about planning. Plan your tomorrow. Like all the, if you're listening to, I call them the evangelists of, of the internet, all the evangelists of the internet, not true, man. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, like, you know, oh, you can do whatever you want to do. And, and I'm not talking about yeah. preaching evangelists. I'm not talking about biblical evangelists. I'm talking about life coaches and yeah, life, life evangelists. That, you hear, that yeah. you hear the wisdom keys of the seven wisdom keys, right? Everything's about literally when you hear, literally when you hear those things, a lot of it is like such arrogance control. Like I'm going to will this to happen. I'm going to make it. If you can think it, you make it happen. Listen, we live our lives. What James sounds like is a lot like Jesus in, in, in Matthew 6, 34, right? Where he says, therefore, yep. do not worry about tomorrow, but tomorrow yep. will worry about itself, Right. Like yep. to think that you can control your outcome. And, and, and I want to say this, a lot of times it's religious. I'm talking about to folks, some of the folks that we talk to are, 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 you know, grew up this way, grew up in these religious circles. A lot of it's name yep. it, claim it, blab it mm -hmm. and grab it. You know what I mean? If yep. you have enough faith, you can make it happen. And you know, bye, 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 bye. All these things that we talk about, but a lot of it comes down with the motives of manipulation and really, we're deceitful in our own hearts because we're thinking that, no, we can. We want this outcome of our heart. God, I want you to send me to L.A. If I say that long enough, I want you to send me to California. By the way, me and Deb love California, and we visit <laughs> California a lot. And and by the way, I'm telling on myself, you know what I mean? Because this is something that I walk out like. You can say to yourself, California, 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 long enough that your voice start sounding like God's voice. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Mm. yep. And we become deceitful and we deceive yep. ourselves. That's why Jesus yep. said in Matthew 22, we know the verse, right? Love the Lord. You shall love the Lord thy God is, is, is Deuteronomy 6, right? It's the Shema yep. Israel, right? With yep. all your heart. Why did he say with all your heart? Because Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. <laughs> i got to say that oh, again. Man. It yep. is desperately wicked. Who can yep. know it? Only the yep. Holy Spirit. That's right. Living a life subject to the Holy Spirit. He knows the depths of us. He knows the yep. hidden motives. Every time I talk to 
uh, Ryan, whether I talk in business or I'm talking to pastors, one yep. of the topics that always comes up is motives. And it's the mm -hmm. second topic. I talk about identity first, and the second is the motives. And I've, at, I've been asked the question, why do you always talk about motive? Like, why is that like in the higher priority? I'm like, because we don't know our own hearts. And a lot yep. of times our motives is to do whatever we want to do. And we don't realize that we push in our own agenda. I'm talking too much. Come on, talk to me about that. No, no, that's that's a thousand percent. It's um, I want to do I want to do what I want to do, and I want to control what I what I can control. That that's that's really what it is, and it's hard. It's well, to use your terminology and and more Jesus terminology. Like I don't want to surrender. Like I, like I don't I don't want to surrender. Um, one of the, one of the, I mean, and, and I've, and I've used this terminology, uh, and, and when he realizes from Greek philosophy, like Epictetus said, control what you can control. And to a certain extent, I know, I know that makes people comfortable because I've used that. I'm like, well, you can control what you can control other things you, you really can't, but you have to take it a step further and you have to say, well, I'm just going to relinquish control to the Holy spirit. That's a, that's a different level. Like, Come on. In my, in my in my humanity, like, and this is me being transparent. I love to do scientific research because if I can control aspects of how long I can be here, then I want to control that. I know that there's certain factors, genetically speaking, like I know I have a certain amount of days. I know what the scripture says. You know, the Lord knows the hairs on my head. Well, I don't. I'm bald. If you've ever seen me, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that, but I, 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 tr <laughs> I trust through faith. Um, but, but like in, in my mind, I'm like, you know, it makes logical sense. I'm going to control this, 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 how much I, what I eat, how much I eat, how I exercise and so on. But like in reality, I have to still go further and say, Holy spirit, like you take control of this what what do i eat holy spirit it sounds weird because i know that i know the science behind it but it's like i need to ask the holy spirit like what is good for me to keep me healthy not like the general nutritional consensus that's a very practical way but it's like i i have to work on continuing to relinquish control because i think every human wants a certain amount of control in their life Man, you said such a mouthful because <laughs> the first thing that comes up in my mind is trust. Yeah. Right? How much do I trust God? Right. And yep. remember, Jesus is our prime example. And Jesus prays this prayer over and over in his journey on, on this earth. When he put on man's suit, when he put on human suit, yep. the suit of human, the suit of humanity, his constant prayers, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be why I am relinquishing my will to your will. And 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 if I can paint the picture, I'm always painted the picture. If you if you've been around the wave long enough, you'll hear this analogy. We we want to control the river that's uncontrollable. Right? Mm. We want to we want to swim upstream, right? Instead of being the leaf. So if, the, if you if you have the picture, picture you you're looking at a river and you see a leaf fall off the tree and that leaf lands on that water. It has no way in controlling where its destiny is. It's just allowing the river 
to let it go wherever it wants to go. Yeah. And that's the picture of the Holy Spirit in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And again, what James talks about, like you can say all day long, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to this city. I'm going to do But the key is what's your will, God? Because that, a lot of times, again, you can say something strong enough and long enough that it becomes your version of the will of God. But is it really yeah. the will of God? Because what the Holy Spirit is doing, he's, he's working on the intent of the heart. Like the, the mm -hmm. first time, Ryan, the first time the, the word, the word of God in Genesis and in the, in the Torah that we hear the word heart, our heart. Remember, yep. Jeremiah said it's wicked is in yep. Genesis 6, 5. Listen to what Genesis 6, 5 and 6 say. Oh, have you read There's this before? <laughs> I, I've, I've read it. I've read genesis 6 uh listen, what, times. listen what it says good listen what it says times. then the lord saw that the <laughs> wickedness of man was great in the earth and every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only to do evil wow so this is this is a great con like great uh what i want to uh the great equalizer of the heart is to see yep. man's heart and to see God's heart. Yep. So here in two verses, you see man's heart and you see God's heart. Like you see both hearts and you say that the heart was only evil continually. And then the Lord was sorry that he had mm -hmm. made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So because man's heart is, is, is succumb to wickedness and evil and the intent yep. But that word intent is so powerful because that deals with motives, that the intent of the thoughts of his heart, right? Yeah. Were evil and continually it grieved God's heart. So us going to our, hu our humanness and, and falling into this flesh, that's why we, we, we're always talking about old nature, new nature dynamics. Why? Because our old nature is this. Our own nature is continually thinking wicked, our own nature. But if we walk in the new nature, which is the spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to generate us, the Holy Spirit won't have evil continually. The Holy Spirit will have love, gentleness. Yep. Remember, there was a question asked, you know what I mean, in our, in our men's group. And the question yep. was by a good friend of ours, right? Yep. And he said, uh, then what should be coming out of us? What's the fruit? that we should bear on earth, right? I thought the fruit yeah. is to have yep. a car and a nice this and a no. The fruit is, is the fruit of the spirit. That's it. Yep. Glitch. Which is what? Yeah. Love. Love. Patience. Patience. Love. Meaning don't try to self-control. We always uh, say this to our daughters. Just because we can don't mean we have to. Just because you can, just because you have the power to do it does not mean you have to do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is that what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do? Right? It, it, just because you have a million dollars in the bank doesn't mean that you have to buy a five hundred thousand dollar house. It can mean the million dollars. God can tell you I want you to give nine hundred thousand away. But I, I <laughs> promise you, if you don't deal, <laughs> oh. if you don't if you don't deal with the intent of your heart, you will never think like the Holy Spirit. Why? Because who who in their flesh Want to give away nine hundred thousand out of a million? Uh not many you know unless they you know. surrender, right? So that's it. Just because you can buy a house that's five hundred thousand 
Doesn't mean yep. God is asking you to buy the house, Sephardah. Maybe right. he's telling you, I gave this money for you so that you can give it away. Ooh, ask the rich young ruler how hard that was. Or you call him the uh, the poor young slave? I call him the poor young slave because we call him the rich young ruler. And he's not, he left poor that day. He Listen, he had a lot of money, but spiritually, he was poor. Like yep. we, 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 we equate the richness with the money that he had. But I promise you, you know who was richer? I feel the Holy Spirit. I'm talking uh, to somebody here. Maybe I'm talking to myself. You know who was richer? The 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 old lady who gave her two mites. Yep, exactly. Why? Because she gave it all. Yep. She didn't want to hold on to anything, and 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 that's the that's the fight of a heart. Do I want to control, or is my life already set, and am I living under His control, and I'm surrendering everything to the Holy Spirit? Man, that's, that's that's hard and real, man. You're starting man. off this podcast real. Man, we talking here. Listen, and, and I, I, I've had some of you guys talk to me about blaspheming. And yeah. I had somebody call me, Ryan, and they told me, man, we, I had to listen to it twice. It was powerful. Remember last week, we, 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 it, it all, it all talks about this, all the same subject. Yep. So I want you to understand that because sometimes we, when we blaspheme, because all of us do it, yep. we're so carnal in this thing that we think, and you know, it's been said to us because I, I know we're going to tackle the next couple of weeks blaspheming against Jesus, and then the big one, which is blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. That's the one everybody wants to get to, right? But yep. I want I want to say this with what I ended last week. Just like there's grace for you to miss it with the blaspheming, there's grace for you to miss it with your money. There's grace for you to miss it with your attitude. There's grace, to miss, there's grace for you to miss it with the intents of your heart. You know what yep. I mean? Just because we mess up, just because we are, doing the things our way just because we are in control half the time of our stuff doesn't mean that grace is not available for us and doesn't mean that jesus already established a way for the father to communicate to us by the holy spirit that listen i know this this is this sounds like an oxymoron but you okay <laughs> yep. listen i want you to know you okay there's grace Enough for you. I, I want to start up by saying, let's go to John 1.14 and then we'll go to verse 17. Okay. Because we're going to talk about how egregious the Old Testament's penalty was. And I'm going to let you read that in Leviticus, Ryan. Okay. Because yep. there is a difference between old, na old nature and new nature. There is, uh, I know this is going to hurt some religious people, but I got to say it, Ryan. Yep. There is a difference between relationship from an Old Testament point of view, which I even hate that language, to a New Testament view, right? Jesus, I got to say that Jesus changes the game. Now, I know yep. folks want to go, well, you know, it's the same Bible. Yes, the Old Testament is not there to tell you you got to do what the Old Testament is asking you to do in the yep. 613 laws. It's not telling you to do the Mosaic law. It is an example and a foreshadowing of how powerful Jesus is going to be when he shows up on the scene, right? Yep. It's a foreshadowing that Jesus comes to fulfill it. It's fulfilled in him, meaning yep. the requirements, and I know this, this is the stuff that hurts, the requirements of all of it is on Jesus. Our requirement in the New Testament 
is to obey his new commandment, which is love. I know that that's too simple for some, but that is biblical, right? Yep. Jesus yep. fulfills these requirements. So when we read the penalty of Leviticus, we, somebody can read that and in context go, well, that's what you got to do. No, the context of the whole scripture is that Jesus took the penalty upon himself. Yep. yep. Woo! Why? Right. Because this is what John 1, 14. John 1, 14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. I want you to understand that. Underline that in your Bible. Full of grace and true meaning. You have the grace to uphold the truth. Yep. Meaning grace is a person in Jesus that is empowerment for you to live the way he's asking you to live. Now, John 1, 17 says, for the law was given through Moses. It's very important. But yep. grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's not truth. I want to say this. It's not truth just the Mosaic law, just the signature is the truth of the personhood of Jesus. Jesus yep. came as grace and truth to empower mm -hmm. you to walk in grace and truth and to have grace activated in your life. When do yep. I need grace? When I'm not blaspheming? No. I need grace when I am blaspheming. So yep. grace is available to you. Grace has yep. always been available to you. Now, do you want to say anything on that point? No, no, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. I want you to read the better. So now that you understand it, and we're going to yeah. get back to that. We're going to get back to that. We're going to go back into grace and Mark. Yeah. But I want to, this, this is, if you had any discomfort about grace, because I know people, Ryan, you know this, people get uncomfortable with grace. Yep, they do. Because they call it greasy grace. Like, how disrespectful yeah. is that to Jesus? Yep. I'm going to say that when you call it greasy grace, you do not understand grace because yep. grace is something that we shouldn't uh, joke around with. It's something that shouldn't be a, a punt, a pund in our, in our talking. Well, that's greasy grace. Ha 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 ha. I got him. No, it's not a pun. It's actually yep. a Jesus taking yep. upon these penalties upon himself so that mm -hmm. you can live free because of him. It's all on Jesus. Now, people will say, well, then that means you got to do nothing. No, your job is to be obedient to the Holy Spirit to walk out Jesus on the earth. Right? Absolutely. Yep. So Absolutely. it's not greasy grace. Grace is an empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And so this is, if you never understood or saw grace in action, blaspheme is a topic that you can see the difference between an Old Testament concept of this yep. and jesus what jesus does with this go ahead read leviticus 24 16 okay just just verse 16 or you want verse uh 10 yeah whatever you feel whatever your holy spirit's telling you go ahead go for it okay um so i'll read yeah leviticus 24 10 through 16 just so they can you can get the context um so now the son of an Israelite woman whose father was an Egyptian went out among the children of Israel 
And this Israelite woman's son and a man of Israel fought each other in the camp. And the Israelite woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed. So they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was uh, Shilomith, and Shilomith, the daughter of Debri, um, of the tribe of Dan. Then they then they put him in custody that the mind of the Lord might be shown to him. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take outside the camp him who has cursed. Then let all who heard him lay their hands on his head and let all the congregation stone him. Then you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, Whoever curses his God shall bear his sin, and whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall certainly stone him, the stranger as well as him who is born in the land. Then he blasphemes, or sorry, when he blasphemes the name of the Lord, he shall be put to death. So Man. twice in 16 says the penalty of blaspheme is Yep. You can't get yep. any worse than that. You're going to yep. die. Yep. Yep. That is an old testament law. And this is this is the thing that gets me, especially when people bring up Leviticus 19, because that's one of the ones that they always bring up. When they bring up the, the, the Levitical law, a lot of times, it's like, but it says this in the Bible. Yeah, but the Bible is not written incomplete, yep. right? There's a full story in the Bible. There's yep. a full story. God creates a, this God of the universe doesn't have to do it. He creates this. This is the simple version of the Bible. <laughs> in Genesis, God creates this great man, and then he creates a home for the man. And he... Literally tells this man, just don't do this one thing. Man does it, sin enters to the earth, right? Yep. And now yep. for most of the Old Testament, God is revealing man's sin to himself for many reasons. But one of the reasons so that they can understand there's a gift coming. And yep. the gift is going to be greater than your sin. Woo! Yep. And so the New Testament comes in and we introduce Jesus, which is God himself in the flesh, to do what? To redeem man back into that what original plan for yep. God and man to dwell on the earth. So Jesus dies, takes upon the penalty of sin upon yep. himself, so that every human now can live in the grace that is available that would not be available unless Jesus would have been sinless. So Jesus becomes, he's on this earth, he is sinless, he takes sin upon him, which is your sin and my sin. He yep. then redeems us fully to the Father. He reconciles us. And then he says, I have reconciled you. Now live reconciled. Live like I actually died on the cross because I am coming to once again live the way we actually should have lived from the beginning, which is Genesis 1. And so yep. now in the end of the book, we see the final picture of him coming and literally living the way he desires for us to live. That is the, yep. a simple man version of what the scriptures yep. is about. For some reason, exactly. we read this thing and we go, no, Jesus really didn't do what he did. Because we still have to earn these things. And if I blaspheme anytime, at any moment, if I blaspheme the Lord, I am done with it and God is, well, that's not the full story. Right. Yeah. So, so let's read a couple of scriptures. 
the one, the first one I'm going to read is let's just go straight to Jesus's voice. All right. Yep. And I want you to read this. Mark 328. Okay. Uh, so Mark 328. And, and time out. Don't read 29. Don't read 29 because 29, we're going to hit it on another time. Okay. So just Mark 328. Yeah. What does it say? Okay. Let me get, because on my notes, I had it. I had both. So let me, uh, let me get to 28. In my, okay. So Mark 328 says, Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies, blasphemies, sorry, whatever blasphemies they may utter. All right. So is this Jesus talking? Yes. Did he say all sins will be be forgiven? He sure did. And then did he say whatever blasphemes? Yep, whatever blasphemies, yep. Did I write that down? No. Jesus changes the game. Yep. Old Testament, there was no grace. Yep. You the standard, see, what we what we, we when we listen to grace, Brian, we think yep. that the standard is be is is not the standard. No, the right. standard is to the standard. You can't blaspheme. Yep. But Jesus. I'm going to say it again. But Jesus. Jesus changes the game. It's like in Matthew 5. Yep. Let me go to Matthew 5 real quick. And then we're going to go to 1 Timothy. I hope. That, okay. I hope uh, Matthew 5. I'm going to go to Matthew 5 real quick. Jesus in Matthew 5, people not understanding when he's saying this stuff, he's making it even harder. Oh, you thought it was hard back then. I'm going to make it hard right here. He said, uh, verse 21, you, ha- you have heard it said that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. That is the Ten Commandments. We already know that. You shall not, yes. Thou shalt not murder. And however, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother. Hold up, man. Why are you making it harder for me, Jesus? <laughs> I thought it was about murder. Now you're talking about me being angry. Yep. What is he saying? When you read this, it's like, oh, it's almost impossible. He's saying, yes, the standard is impossible. Yep. But I'm coming and I'm changing the whole game. Mm-hmm. I come and I'm releasing grace on the earth so that you can now look at me as the full savior of man. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Without Jesus dying, there was no savior for man, meaning the penalty was too hard. But Jesus said, listen, listen what 1 Timothy 1, 12 to 14 says. 1 Timothy 1, 12 to 14. And I thank 1 Timothy 1, 12 to 14. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. What, what does Jesus do? Enables us. Right? Paul yep. talking to Timothy. Because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although, although, hold on a second. Talk to me, Paul. (laughs) Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. Now, did I write that down? This is Paul talking Mm -hmm. now. Yep. But I obtained what? Mercy. Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. 
and yep. the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Jesus Christ. So, Paul, when was grace of our Lord exceedingly abundantly to you? Oh, let's look at Romans 5.8. He answers that. What does Romans 5.8 says? Romans 5.8, read that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners. Oh, Christ, go ahead. Yep, Christ died for us. You were still what? A sinner. Oh, listen. Um, when I, I, I hope people, I hope we get this. Before Christ, I was a sinner. And yeah. I identified myself in my sin. After Christ, and after I accepted Jesus, I am a son that identifies us as a son that sins. Oof. Yep. Before yep. Jesus, and before I had accepted Jesus' grace and his mercy, I was considered a sinner. I lived from a sinful point of view. After accepting Jesus... I am a son that still has issues with sin, but I don't identify myself with the sin. I identify myself as a son because I now receive the grace that Jesus given me by what he did on the cross. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cause we've been, we've been talking about this for years, old nature and new nature, just because we are saved does not mean that we, fall into the old nature every day potentially every that's single not, day that's just not what we're called to but we but we do that's not your identity we've your been, identity is been, not sin your identity is son and daughter go ahead man we've no we've been we've been we've been told that once we give our life to the lord that it's almost preached at us that the assumption is well now you're going to live perfectly or at least that's how I took it. And that's why I've been told by a lot of people. And it's like, and it's almost like if you make a mistake, like no one is honest enough. A lot of preachers do not ever say this, that, that they're never going to be transparent enough to say like, I still sin. Oof. They won't say, they won't say that. They're not going to, because I've, I've been saved and washed in the blood and they're not going to admit that they're, they still could operate in old nature. Because people don't want to admit that they still have struggles. Your old nature is not saved. Your old nature is sanctified. Your new nature, your new nature, which is your spirit, man, is fully saved. I got to get to understand. When I've come to Christ and I identify myself as a son because of what Jesus did, I do not become sinless, though I may sin less. <laughs> I, I got to say this. <laughs> I don't become sinless, though I may sin less, because I'm now hearing the Holy Spirit about my sin. Yep. It may be better than what I used to be, but the, 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 the act that you think you're going to be perfect is deceitful. Mama, we started the whole thing about yep. our hearts deceiving. Is your heart deceiving yourself? 
And there's yep. a lot of people that are walking in deceit, that are walking in judgment, judging people. How many religious people have you met to, that judge you and that want you to judge other people? But I can't yep. believe they walk in this way. I can't believe. And so what we do is we should be calling infant or that's immaturity. We call, no, they sinners. No, they're not sinners. They're sons that are immature, so they sin. Yep. That's it. Now, I just want to read this and we'll land the plane, all right? Because we got to go. Okay. We'll land right. the plane. We're blind. Yep. I'm going to give you Hebrews. I'll give you Hebrews 7.25, and I'm going to read Jeremiah 31. Okay. Jeremiah 31, 30, 31 to 33, so that we can know what happened in the Old Testament and New Testament, right? And I know some people get caught up and say, oh, he's only talking about Israel. I think he's talking about everybody here. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 31 to 33 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And now, according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day, I took them, uh, took them by the hand and to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband unto them, says the Lord. But this new covenant that I will make, with the house of Israel, and after those days, says the Lord, and after those days, remember, and the house of Israel, and after those days, so after those days, meaning everybody else, mm -hmm. I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And then Hebrew 7 tells us kind of what that looks like. Since so you said verse 25, right? Yeah. Okay. Hebrews 7, uh, 25 says, therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So he meaning Jesus. Yep. Right? Jesus changes the game. Romans 10, 13, our, this last scripture I'll read. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yep. Right? There, yep. So if you're out here and listening to this blaspheming teaching, the reason that we wanted to pause for a moment and talk about grace within this teaching was because you may hear this from a, a, a from a religious context and be like, oh man, blaspheme. Oh my goodness, I blaspheme. Oh my goodness, I no. Just because we bring up the topic does not mean that you are bound to the penalty of that topic. I gotta say that again because yep. that sounded good coming yep. out. You're not <laughs> bound to the penalty of that topic. So just because yep. we're talking about blaspheming, blaspheming when we bring it up, it's the awareness of it and the awareness of it in your life so that when the Holy Spirit speaks to you about you blaspheming, you have biblical context of what the Holy Spirit is talking about. And you yep. can say, oh, I got to stop doing that. Oh, I got to stop being that. And then guess what? Even when you say it, it doesn't mean that you have the power to make yourself stop anyway. You need his grace to empower you to get you to stop blaspheming, right? And so yep. it's, we are always going to push you to Jesus is the answer and that the Holy Spirit is wanting to walk you through this life to express Jesus to the earth. And how is he going to do that? By dealing with your old nature, which is your sinful nature, which is your, yep. your carnal man. And he's going to highlight some things of that carnal man. But just because he highlights them and he wants you to surrender them doesn't mean that he doesn't care, doesn't mean that he doesn't love you, and doesn't mean that you're not a child. You're still a child. But remember, he tells us this in Scripture. He corrects or he disciplines the ones that he loves. How mm -hmm. does he discipline? Yep. By having us deal with the flesh. 
And yep. that's all we're doing when we highlighting blasphemy. We're showing you how powerful the flesh is. But I promise you, the penalty of this flesh that blasphemes is not death like it was in the Old Testament. Yep. It's not. There is grace for it and walk in the grace of Jesus. Ryan, you have the last word. Oh, there's so there's so much to say, but I I I guess I would say this trust trust in trust in God's grace for you and relinquish control of your life to the Holy Spirit and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> That's all I got. Say what you said from the beginning that I wrote out. Oh um, man. Go ahead. I don't, I don't even have it written down. I can't. <laughs> I just say things. All right. I said I was not going to say nothing, but I'm not saying you that because I'm I'm, re- I'm, 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 re- I'm repeating Ryan's words. Okay. which was so powerful, right, which yeah. we started this at six o'clock this morning when yep. he said this. He said, I wrote it down. <laughs> we are not in control of our journey. Yep. You think you may be in control, but you're not controlled. Shalom, Maranatha. Until next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.